Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Friday, isn't it? It is Friday. You know what that means? We have a show tonight. Are you seriously talking to me right now? Oakland and Detroit are in extra <laughs> innings. It's tied. To uh, I'm trying to follow the game, and you're bothering me with this nonsense. Yes. You know why? Because Boston's not playing right now. Yeah, we got rained out tonight. Unfortunately. But you really want to know why? Are you still talking? Dude. What? We have a show in a little bit. The game is on. <laughs> How's it going, brother? Good. How you doing? You know, I can I can complain. Um, you can. Yeah, I can baseball-wise, yeah. Okay, go. Well, Red Sox had a good tear off the bat, and uh, and then they, they blew two that they shouldn't even have come close to blowing against Baltimore. They had a two-run lead the other night, and Hanrahan, who we signed this year from Pittsburgh, just imploded. Just to, uh, You know what it is? me to have a heart attack. No, I think I think a lot of good players come to Boston and it's such an intense place to play the game. Uh-huh. That and it's new and early in the season, he's never really had a pitch. He came from Pittsburgh and I'm not saying Pittsburgh aren't sports fans, but but Boston is absolutely um such a high intensity sports town. Well, yeah, because they always field winning teams. So, yeah. They they uh what what in the last ten years find me a better sports town? Oakland, California. Oh yeah, what else did they win this? Sh- um, uh, inmate Ooh. of the month. Huh? Uh, what? <laughs> Not the Raiders. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, never mind. Forget I said anything. I love when we do this. You know, people call and they're like, "Is um, I thought this was going to be politics. I thought you guys were discussing news and politics and still baseball." So, well, baseball's news. It's a fresh season. It's young. It is, and it's it's very political. I mean, Red Sox. Absolutely. Obviously, that comes from a time when we were in the Cold War. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> they just ran out. Um, no, so I, they're off to a decent side. They're going to have a good year. Um, they're getting with T's back. It was supposed to be tonight, I think. Uh, he's been out with a heel injury and Achilles injury that carried over. Um 
and, and they look pretty good. A couple of little missteps here and there, but um, they're a new team. There's a lot of new guys on the team. They're new kind of playing together. So uh, I expected a few bumps early, and hopefully and you're getting them. out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm talking coffee. The phenomenal Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Uh, Heaven. Right now, yes. As uh, as we get going, because I'm I am about to fall asleep, dude. You have to stop doing these night flights, because you you're up all day afterwards to come and do the show, and you show prep all day, and then by the time you get here, you're a zombie. And, and I'm looking across the table, and let me tell you what I see. Okay, go. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> And exhaustion. And I don't know what's worse, the shame or the exhaustion. Listen, when I look across the table, let me tell you what I see. Oh, boy. A pouty lip. Yes. And bedroom eyes. Look, I just... Hungry eyes. Wow. What? Yeah. Are you... Yeah? What, are you shocked I pulled that out? No. <laughs> Probably just made some kind of Ghostbuster reference or... Uh... <laughs> Something like that. So I went to a uh, a a father daughter dance. How was it? This uh, well, I I had to wear a wig. I posed as the daughter. Um, Good for you. Yeah. No, it was it was okay. No, it was nice. I went with my my uh, eight year old uh, daughter, and I tell you, there's something to be said for uh, for a bunch of thirty something year old uh, guys. <laughs> Hear me out. Okay, thirty-something-year-old uh, guys dancing, like legitimately trying to dance, with K through fifth grade. Oh my! Uh, little girls running around. Oh my! Dancing. It was uh, it was pretty funny. Well, you know, I, it would have been nice if they had like a camera there hooked up directly to YouTube or something. Oh, stream like a UStream yeah. camera. That would have been perfect. It would have been great. <laughs> Did you, did were you throwing it out tonight that you were a uh, a talk show host? Well, well, yeah. I mean, people are going to ask what I do. What am I going to say? <sighs> Absolutely, yeah. I busted it out tonight. Internationally known talk show host. I won't say the name of the restaurant, but on my way in, I had to stop and grab dinner. What's it rhyme with? Um, P.F. Smang Yangs. Okay. Which, the food's phenomenal. I'm not, this is an isolated incident. I've eaten there a bunch of times. I really like their food. They're always, the staff is always very good. Um, but I was at the, I went to the takeout thing, takeout thing, which is different. You you go kind of the side and the back is, you know, it's shameful to take out Chinese food. And most people like me at home by themselves while crying underneath the sheet, but that's not important. Um, so the gal, that, <laughs> the gal that took my order, very nice gal, um, and there was a couple of people in line, all of us not wanting to look at each other because of the shame. Um, <laughs> we're, we're kind of chit-chatting, and she was talking. You know, it's kind of her job, in my opinion. She was totally hitting on you. That's all you had to say. No, she was gosh, totally no. hitting on no, me. No, 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 no. No, that's no. all you have to say. No, there was a, no, don't wink at me now and say no on the air. Just say, yeah, that's what I happened. wish. Because <laughs> at least at that point, like, if – it's the type of girl that at my age, if she hit on me, I definitely would be high-fiving and running out of the restaurant because I'd be like, yeah, the hat does hide my head. What are you head. talking about? You came so, in tonight, we're giving me high-fives talking about the chick who was hitting on So me. anyhow, so she's chit-chatting with us, and her manager came over in front of like four people and said something to the effect of, you know, there's other work that you can be doing right now. And I looked at her, and I said, that's funny because she took all of our orders, and now she's keeping us updated. She's the takeout this is her job is to take out and the manager kind of looked at me and i looked at her i said here and she said she said something like oh, i'm probably gonna be in trouble later i said here's my business card 
It's a Sad Kids Radio business card. Of course it is. I am a talk show host, and if she writes you up and gives you a hard time for something you didn't deserve because she was working the whole time she was there, she was answering the phone, she didn't stop working. Right, except to flirt with you. Except to flirt with all of us. Right. And by all of us, I mean me. Um, <laughs> and the manager was standing right up to my right. I said, I'll go on the air and talk about the treatment that you receive from your manager, and is this the type of workplace in public that P.F. Chang wants their managers, that's how they want them to run it. She pulled her to the side and said, hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z when you're done with your orders. I understand that. Right. But it was so rude and unprofessional. Publicly humiliating her in front of other customers. I thought so. And, and so I threw it out there tonight. No what was the name of the manager? I didn't get it, to be honest. Okay, which location? Doesn't matter. Well, well hang on a second here. What? You made a commitment, correct? Right. To, oh, if she called. To, to, if she called. Okay. If she called. So. All right. That, that was my use for that. Sean's expose. Sean's expose. On PF. <laughs> rhymes with Yang's. And, but I, I've been to this particular restaurant a bunch of times. I've never had an issue. I just felt that that particular instance was a little unprofessional. So neither here nor there. It, it, it was more here. Hey, you know, we're going, you know how we are just absolutely over the top with political correct crud? We are not. Country? Not you and I. Oh. This country in well, general. You pointed though, at me when you said that. I meant uh, collective us, not necessarily. Whoa, whoa, whoa. we do not radio. believe in the collective here. I do. I do. Um, if you say we're all Americans, the ones of us that are, the ones of us that are, not, not, then I will not absolutely. aliens. Anyhow, yeah. So they're coming out with new Barbies. Who's they? Uh, Mattel. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, every couple of years they come out with a new line or new. They're a company. That's what they do. However. I thought companies make money, provide jobs. Well, but this is their product that they okay. So I just saw a flash on Yahoo and typical mainstream media have to put Barbie dolls of the world is coming out. Racist or realistic? Let me see. So oh. hang on a second. <laughs> Let's think about this. There are are there there are other people in the world other than blonde white chicks, right? Uh, the last time I checked. Okay. And Barbie is a blonde, yep. white female. So, yeah, I don't see how it's racist. Am I missing something? <laughs> so, I mean, okay, now hang on a sec. Now, if, 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 we're going to get hate emails. Oh, yeah. If, if it's a Barbie that is of African descent and you pull a cord and it goes wrong, that would be wrong. Absolutely. That would be wrong. Absolutely. If, um, what? <laughs> After I get into it, I'm going to save this comment, but keep going. Okay. I'm going to comment in the chat room that almost, it's just so typical. Go ahead. Okay. Um, if it was like a, uh, I, I don't even want to go on. Look, if they made it racist, then well, it would be racist. The, the first, but, but it, it, I don't see how, they have how the, having Barbies of various nationalities or any doll of, of, of various nationalities could be racist. Well, and let me tell you why. Because somebody was unhappy with how they portray the different nationalities. Now, as I'm, I scroll through, they have 11 pictures on their slideshow, and it's on Yahoo.com. They, um, they went with the traditional dress or look of each country. Okay. Which, you know. What they it, do for America. Well, because Barbie's American, everything's – they don't have a specific American Barbie. Because they hate America. See, I'm going to go the opposite direction. <laughs> now, wait. Stop. So the first one, which is the one that everyone's upset about, is Mexican Barbie. Okay. She's in a very traditional 
Mexican outfitter. Hair's up in a bow. But you know why everyone's upset? Why? Because she has a chihuahua. She comes with a chihuahua. Now, what exactly? All 90% of these all come with their little signature pets. Australian Barbie has a koala, stuff like that. So it's not like they just, this was the only one. And it, listen, oh, hang on they could have went, it could have been a lot no, worse. Hang on. So if, 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 if Mattel would have made Mexican Barbie. Yes. And had like a, a huge jug of water and dirty clothes. Right. And like a backpack. Some really other awful stereotype. Right. Some other seriously nasty stereotype. Right. That would be wrong. Right. A chihuahua? Seriously? Who's upset at this? I, I, I can tell you there are people. Uh, I'll read you some of the quotes that they posted from Twitter and whatnot. Someone named Jennifer Morales. Um, Maybe Mexico Barbie should come with a taco instead of a chihuahua. You know, just to be really clear. Okay. But... Uh, how did how did we get to be so? I don't what know. Else? What other and, and, I got. I have to know now. And apparently they all come with a passport at some point. But somebody had to specify because people of course don't have Mexican passports. Barbie comes with a comes with a passport. She wouldn't want to be deported. The, these dolls are not. They're not designed to be in America. Yeah, Americans kids are probably going to buy them, but they're designed to celebrate other nationalities and cultures from around the world. So. Would she be deported and, if a girl in Mexico bought her? Like, I, I just and, don't understand. And, and to show travel, right? Yes. Because people do travel here and from other countries. so They are not the it, first. They are not the first action figure, doll, whatever, to come with its own passport. I think Pound Puppies had them back in the 80s. I'm pretty sure Cabbage Patch Kids had the adoption. Certificate yeah, something. something. Right? I, look, I I don't know. I think it's, I think it's absolutely yeah. asinine. Because if anything, this teaches our kids, hey, other cultures do exist. They do come here from our country. And, hey, you know what? Part of coming here and traveling and so forth it is they have a They have a different culture. Passport. Yeah. They have a different passport. What other cultures are there? Um, and they go into it. If you look through the this Yahoo is political slide, correctness. this is awful, awful. I was so aggravated by this. And they have some older pictures of the Mexico Barbie, and they are both very um, – Dressed very much in a traditional manner, but not at all racist or, or at all, in my opinion. They also have Australian Barbie, who comes. She well, she looks like Crocodile Dundee with a sh- shirt, like a, a shorts rather. She comes with a koala. What now? Why does Mattel hate Australian people? I don't know. I can't figure it out. And for me, it, it's awful because I like the Aussies. Does Barbie come with a passport? I believe these do. Not the regular Barbie. Regular Barbie does not. Not that I know of. I haven't watched them in a few years. I mean, because she's so anti-travel. I guess she doesn't like other countries. So she's never going to leave this country. Right, and they're not making an American Barbie. So clearly Mattel does not like Americans because they're not making an American Barbie in traditional American garb. Right. Right. Like something from Revolutionary Era, nor are they giving even regular Barbie a passport because they don't want her to travel to other countries and learn about other cultures. So clearly, Mattel is racist. Absolutely. I'm agreeing. Mattel is racist, it, but not for the reasons that they're putting forth. What do you think? Absolutely. And the fact that this made, this was on Yahoo's main page. It wasn't like I had to go digging for it's this. It's Yahoo. But it's just asinine. Why do you think it's called Yahoo? If, when I, I'm looking through these, and I'm like, hey, you know what? They did a good job for the kids, different kids around the world, the collectors. 
China Barbie. She comes with a panda, a baby panda. She's dressed in a traditional Chinese outfit. So she doesn't There's, have a T-shirt of Chairman Mao or anything? Not at all. Argentina Barbie, Chili Barbie. Um, Argentina Barbie comes with a cat. I don't know how that is. Holland Barbie, it comes with a small rabbit, and she's dressed in a tradition. She's got the wooden claws. Yeah, why do they hate? Um, I, I, Irish Barbie comes with a bottle of whiskey. Now, no, I thought that was too far. No, that's a, actually, it's not. No, it's, growing up in it's Irish right. heritage, yeah, oh, yeah no, it's, it, it's very much right on. The weirdest thing that I just don't <laughs> understand, what? <laughs> Because you would buy that one. I, I, I would totally buy that one. I'll look in the studio and see if we can come up with it. They have an India Barbie and a Hawaii Barbie. Now, I thought it was weird they had a Hawaii Barbie, seeing how that's part of this country, but maybe that's the, the American representation you, you around know the world of Barbie, which is fine. Look, we talk, my family is Hawaiian from Hawaii. So um, you have the Hawaiian Barbie because, really, it's it's a Polynesian culture. It's, oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. But – you also have Native Americans, the American Indians, who are Absolutely. part of this culture and so forth that you could do also. I could kind of see Hawaii. But it's steeped, it's you know, steeped in culture. That's, steeped in, it's cult, absolutely. in culture. And it's a great culture. It, it, no, it is. Absolutely. I mean, I mean they, they hate uh, white people and <laughs> want to totally get away from the United States and kick the white man out. But that's other than that. But they have really good food. Um, beautiful people. But she I, comes I, I with a little it. turtle. They have Indian Hawaii comes with a little monkey. Now, they have... French, oh, Indian Hawaii, sorry, Indian Barbie. They have French Barbie, and here's what I thought was weird. Is, why would flag? she have a white flag? Yeah. You know, you would think, you would think that she would have something a little bit more traditional, say a beret. And, or, or, you know what, or an American flag, since we always have to save their roots, Right, absolutely. Right? How about a flag that just says, thank you, America? Either way. That would be good. So that is your, we've gone so far out of control once again. Um, okay, tell me what that comment was now. <laughs> Rooster wanted to know if Colombia, Colombian Barbie came with a secreted balloon. <laughs> I don't get it. Neither do I. I just don't understand <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> I just thought, how crazy. And I hate when they go after children's toys for stuff like this. There's been some toys that have been released. I can't recall any off the top of my head where I've looked at them and went, eh, maybe not the best choice. I don't think it's intentional. I don't ever really think stuff like that is intentional. I think that we, and when I say we, people of this current age, look for reasons to be offended. And, and But not even, like I said, we no, allow them to be offended. But there's no American Barbie, the Hawaiian maybe, you could say, because it, it, it's part of America. But... But it's the Polynesian culture. It's But if you're Yahoo and you're an American-owned company, and this is on the American webpage, I didn't go to other countries' Yahoo homepage. This is on the American Yahoo homepage. Why are we being offended for other people who aren't offended? Well, Where did on, that start? Hang on a second. I want to know why it's tolerated or why people get so apologetic. Because some people are like, hey, well, we're sorry. We didn't mean to offend anybody. You know what? If I think if companies – and I don't know what Mattel's response is or has been or going to be. I didn't see the article. But if, if – like if Sackheads, if somebody came on and said, you offended us because that's Y and Z, we would say, you know what? It's too bad. I, I agree. Right? I, 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 listen, we have, we have freedom of speech. We have freedom to produce our pot product. If you're so thin-skinned that you're offended by – Don't show us on. Or, or, yeah, or you're don't so offended by the fact that 
Barbie has a Chihuahua. Don't buy Chihuahua Barbie. Don't buy Chihuahua Barbie, and you go pound sand. Right. Stop being so freaking hypersensitive, and you're what's wrong with society today. Uh, yeah, I mean, because if that was done enough, people would knock it off. I, I couldn't Seriously. agree with you more. I, I really, I was just, when have we become this whole, listen, I believe in standing up. We know up. the answer, progressive era. Go ahead. I believe in standing up for people when they're knocked down and nobody's standing up for them. There are certainly those people in this world, there are those people in this country where they get knocked down. The Jewish population under Nazi Germany, good people to stand up for. Absolutely. Right? That it, would have been a time. Sure that. Absolutely. We should have stepped in and, and stood up for them. But but uh, now if, if Mattel had done, you know, Barbie, like what's her name suggested, you know, put a taco in and made, or made it something horrible like, you if know, they had border met, crossing Barbie or something if they horrible had, like that. Then, yes. Yeah, we would, we, you and I would be the first ones to stand up and say, really, Mattel? Yeah, come on. Come on knock you know, it off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, uh, I just, there's so many different, if they had Jamaican Barbies. And, and, like, Jamaican Barbie was walking around smoking a pot with dreadlocks. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? That probably – I'm not saying it's not accurate on some level, but it's not necessarily that I'm sure the – It's not the appropriate stereotype yes. to put forth in the children's I'm sport, sure right? that there may be one female in Jamaica that would match that. However, I don't think the country of Jamaica as a whole is looking for that to be their image of their nation. But I would want the entire Jamaican bobsledding team in Barbie form. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Hey, hey, you want to talk about overcoming odds? They made the Olympics. Made Come on. Olympics. If you can't applaud. They competed in the Olympics. <laughs> if you can't applaud that effort, from Jamaica, there's not an ounce of snow, and I don't think there's a real hill on the ad. Like, that was outstanding. Yep. But, I mean, I'm just so sick of people being offended for other people who aren't offended themselves. This is just so wrong. No, it's it's not. And if somebody wants to complain, let them complain to Mattel and let the two of them work it out. We don't need to be upset as a nation. Mattel, and if you had a pair, you'd tell them to pound sand. <laughs> I wish. I wish Mattel would come out and just be like, and now the CEO of Mattel. This thing on? Hello? Screw you. Thank you. I'll see you next week. And just walk away. Right. Because I'd be like, hey, you know what? There's a brass set on that guy. Yep. Hey, yeah. Next week we're launching Mexico Ken. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And you know what? He has a tan and he can sing and play a guitar. <laughs> yeah. Those jerks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. well, he's a ridiculously talented computer programmer named Mexican Ken and he's just got a tan and a mustache. Jerks. You know, like <laughs> I can't believe they would do that to poor Mexican Ken. What are they doing giving him a job that pays six figures a year? They have a lot of nerve. He's got a mustache. <laughs> Who the hell are they? And a hot wife with a chihuahua. Right. Seriously. No, English Barbie, uh, English Ken, look at him. He's got screwed up teeth, and he can't bring them out in the sun or he melts. <laughs> okay. Then you're offended. I already made the Irish joke, so I can keep going if I want to. But uh, it's gone too far. It has gone so damn far, and every time somebody goes on TV or internet radio and says something, somebody gets offended, and we come on and say something about it, and I get a hate mail, and we laugh and laugh and oh, laugh. Oh, we do. We laugh. Which, by the way, hate mail goes to sackheadsradio gmail.com. Attention, <laughs> Socko, S-O-K-O. Can I have the phone number for the show? 347-205. Sorry, 9399. Sorry about that. <laughs> 
you know, it's funny as I rattle that off in my sleep, and then when I have to do it on the air, I lock up for some reason. So tonight we're going to talk about uh, North Korea. Again. Again, because there's been some changes in that, apparently. Um, I still want to play the clip. I was going to play it last week of that 15-year-old girl talking to the Maryland lawnmakers, and I think I'll do that before the break real quick. Um, we're going to talk about Senator McCain doing his best to be the uh, conservative that he is. Yes. And I mean that. This is the conservative that, that he, he is. is. Absolutely. Is. There's yes. no doubt in my mind. I want to go back to something on uh, on being offended. Okay. And how much have you heard about? You heard about that New York school district, uh, some teacher assigned the students um, a paper where they had to prove or write and argue from the standpoint that Jews were evil. No. And they had to base it on Nazi propaganda and then basically uh, uh, convince their teacher of their loyalty to the Third Reich. Now, I understand the concept of the assignment. Right. It's put, the, put yourself in the other shoes. Put type. yourself in the other side. But really, Jews are evil. Where's the outrage on that? I know. Barbie with the chihuahua, but where's the outrage on that I, I, for, for, for that teacher? I, Sorry, I digress. I, I have no idea why things – well, you know, it was like the woman that was appropriately outraged because um, her son was in a Texas school that was doing a thing that essentially the point of the class or the, the segment of class topic was what we did wrong to be attacked for 9-11. And she had to go to, like, the school board, and at first they thought she was crazy like talking about our freedoms and all this other stuff. And she's like, well, we didn't do it. The people in that tower didn't do anything wrong. They went to work that day. We as a nation, people didn't like us. That's one thing. Tell right attack us is something totally different. It's been something that's been going on for a long time with us, as we've discussed numerous times on the show. You know, so where's the outrage in that? Because that's something that we all, as a nation, because in my opinion, that insults every victim of 9-11. Well, absolutely. Well, I'm sure the Yahoo story on that was uh, your – you're look, oh, you didn't read a Yahoo story. Kind of weird, right? Okay, well, maybe, that, maybe the MSNBC story on that was... Uh, you, Ooh. you don't remember seeing one? They might have done one. <laughs> it's sad. It, huh. But once again, mind, what, what, what fits the agenda? What doesn't fit the agenda? And apparently, this doesn't fit the agenda. So before we go to break, because we're coming out of a break early, and I still haven't... I looked all week. I can't find this girl's name. She's doing a good job of keeping herself on the down low. There's a girl who went in front of Maryland, lawma- Maryland lawmakers a couple weeks ago, and they were talking about their new gun bans that were yeah. coming up. Um, and she's schooled. Have you seen this video? You want to talk about a young lady who is absolutely understanding what this country is all about. You have it? I'm 15 years old, and I've been shooting for almost eight years. I've also been a part of the Maryland Rifle Club and Maryland State Rifle Team since I was 11. We shoot semi-automatic AR-15s, and um, my personal rifle is a Bushmaster. Because of this, I have become eligible for various shooting scholarships around the country to a wide array of even the most prestigious colleges that have shooting teams. Achieving stricter gun control laws would obliterate any opportunity I could have had to attend a decent college on a shooting scholarship. Ever since I first learned how to shoot, the issue with gun violence around the nation became clear. Guns are not the problem. People are. Purging our society of violence and murder cannot be done through gun control, gun control legislation. By signing this legislation, you are not signing away <clears throat> gun violence, but instead liberating American citizens of our constitutional rights. You are not eliminating guns from society, but eliminating our ability to protect our lives, liberty, and pursuits of happiness. 
Chicago, Illinois has had some of the strictest gun control laws in, in America enacted for the past few years, and it is currently more than twice as likely for you to be killed in Chicago as in the Afghani war. For the past 11 years and four months in the Afghani war, 2,166 people have been killed. Now in only eight years in Chicago, 4,265 people have been killed, and 3,371 of them were from being shot. Is that really something we want to model our state laws after? Now, even of those 3,371, only 37 were killed with a rifle, which is barely 1%. 98% were killed with a handgun, so creating, a gun so creating gun control legislation that targets assault rifles has statistically <coughs> proven to only weed out less than 1% of the problem if you're lucky. I'd also like to point out that none of the guns used in the Chicago shootings were registered or licensed to the people who use them, thus even further proving that simply restricting guns will not stop criminals from using them nor will restricting guns stop criminals from harming others in general. On December 14th of 2012, the same day as the Sandy Hook shooting in central China, a man stabbed 22 children and one adult. Guns are not needed for mass murder, and robbing American citizens of our rights to own them won't solve anything. You must also consider the fact that the majority of gun violence occurs in low-income neighborhoods. Raising the overall cost of owning a gun through higher licensing and registration fees denies the ability of low-income individuals to protect themselves against the crime focused in the areas they live in. Passing this legislation would be discriminating against these lower-income individuals who are actually at a higher risk of being victimized in crimes. To abolish or severely limit the right of the Maryland residents as a whole to bear arms, which is the intent of the proposed legislation, is to essentially defeat the purpose of our own U.S. Constitution. The entire foundation of the United States was formed on the principle that the government, our government, is a government of the people, for the people, by the people, and taking away the people's right to bear arms is taking away the people's power in the government. The Second Amendment, which grants the citizens the right to secure their natural rights, is a backbone of our democratic society. I hope you all consider these points as you go to vote on this or any other gun control bills. So, wow. You know what? I was really impressed that that senator, obviously she has a Ph.D., um, <laughs> <laughs> because our Constitution and our founding principles are so difficult to grasp. I mean, you have to be a well-educated Ivy League elitist well, if, to be able if you to don't grasp go to a good finishing concept. school and you don't go to a good secondary school. And I think, like you said, in order to understand our Constitution, you have to go to some sort. You right, you have to be an elitist, in right? Law and an elitist. Yeah, Columbia or Harvard, it. something like that. Yeah. So. She was she was who was she? She was a senator from where? She was a fifteen year old girl that went to speak in front of the Maryland legislature well, about gun control. She's just a child. She's cra I mean, a child couldn't possibly And of course there's already gun. I saw it on Twitter and a bunch of blogs that her parents wrote that for her, they put it up to her. She knew enough about weapons and she definitely She's was been shooting for eight years. Yes. Yes. I guarantee you she knows enough about weapons. I guarantee you that she knows enough about the Constitution too. I just thought it was brilliant. It gave me hope for our youth because I often lose hope when I see them at certain rallies and uh you know, willing to give away our rights so easily for things that are slightly tangible that it, it made me made me smile. It was nice to see that for once. So here's what we do. We have to we're going to take a break. And, we're going to take a break. Uh, then we have to take our first break. We don't like to take a break around here. Then we come back, we'll talk about uh, whatever Clint chooses to talk about. It's Clint's choice tonight here on Sackheads Radio. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Sackheads 
Hey folks, this is Sackhead Quinn. I want to take this opportunity to thank the men and women of our armed forces, as well as our first responders, law enforcement, firefighters, and emergency medical personnel. Thank you for all you do. Uh, thank you for making this country and our uh, communities a better and safer place. God bless. Hello, I'm Ashley, a student at Hillsdale College. Here is Dr. Larry Arn on why the Constitution limits government. James Madison writes in Federalist 51 that men are not angels. Their passions and self-interest often get the better of their reason and sense of justice. So we need government in order to protect our rights against those who would take them away. But for the same reason, Madison writes, government must be limited because people in government have passions and interests too. Many Americans today forget this, supposing that we can do away with constitutional limits on government, supposing that the unelected bureaucrats being put in charge of our health care, for example, will rule as if they are angels. If Madison was correct about human nature, this is foolish and dangerous. This Constitution Minute was brought to you by Hillsdale College. To join the national conversation on the Constitution, go to constitutionminute.org. Hi, this is Sarah Marie Brenner. You know, we often talk on the Brenner Brief about the fact that there really needs to be an organization to help people at the local level who are interested in running for things like school boards, city council, and other local offices. Well, I think I finally have the solution for you, at least for you women out there. It's called Politigal Network, P-O-L-I-T-I-G-A-L Network.com. Their website's going to be launching mid-August, but they're already on Twitter at Politigal USA. I encourage you to follow them and become a member. Their goal is to be the number one resource for conservative women. So if you love freedom, liberty, the United States of America, and politics, Check out PolitigalNetwork.com or Twitter at PolitigalUSA. How you doing? John Grant here. When I'm not slaving over a hot microphone on the 405radio.com Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, I check out Sean and Clint here at Sackheads Radio. We all appreciate the best political bloggers, writers, and commentators. We either get them on our shows or we make fun of them, as it should be. So check us out live Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern or forever on the podcasts on the 405radio.com. Hey, guys, it's Sean from Sack Kids Radio. I want to talk to you a minute about our friends over at HomefrontHugs.com. They're an amazing organization of volunteers who take their time, effort, and money to take care of our troops overseas as they serve our great nation. HomefrontHugs.com. You can donate, write letters to troops, Adopt a troop, you name it, you can do it. Help those wonderful folks who protect our freedoms. Go to homefronthugs.com. Tell them Sackheads Radio sent you. Now back to Clinton Sean on Sackheads Radio, radiating elegancy and quality. And if you want to join the show, the phone number is 347 205 9399, is our website. Just a reminder, we are sponsoring on the 19th of April, the Sackheads Radio Show is sponsoring a road rally. It's called the No Liberty, No Peace Ride here in the West Coast. And for more information, go to sackheadsradio.com or Sons of Liberty on Facebook in California, and you have all the information right there. What did you choose? I want to stay a little bit on topic of the, uh, since you brought up the whole gun thing. Okay. And uh, one of the things you said was talking about the um, giving up some of our rights. Yes, correct. There was a, uh, a teacher 
I believe, out of Florida, um, who was giving his fourth graders an assignment to basically uh, give up some of their constitutional rights in order to be safer or more secure. And it was a, a civics lesson. And the, the Florida dad found a note um, in his son's backpack, and the teacher had instructed the students to write letters, basically, um, to, to state that they were willing to give up their constitutional rights. And according to, to um, uh, WOKV.com, uh, Aaron Harvey uh, told that particular network that his 10-year-old son was told to write a note reading, quote, I am willing to give up some of my constitutional rights in order to be safer or more secure. So I found the story on, on foxnews.com, and um, I'm curious. I'm not curious. I'm, I'm angry. It's another, it's another example of where our school system is, is failing in that these teachers are allowed to um, – they're, they're not teaching kids how to think. They're indoctrinating and putting words in their mouth, telling them what to think or at least what to parrot. And, you know, if kids get that enough throughout their, throughout their educational careers, they become convinced. They're going to start to believe it. They're going to become convinced. And we have uh, our next generation of leaders are, are not going to know how to critically think. Absolutely. They're, they're not going to know how to look at um, facts or read a particular passage or a law or document, the Constitution, whatever it is, and apply logic and to be able to critically think and research what it means. All they're going to do is regurgitate whatever it is they have been fed to them. And it, it's, it's I, I believe it's by design. Look, it, it's, it's no secret um, that, that uh, I believe that the progressives have specifically targeted schools in the education system in order to indoctrinate the kids and raise a generation of progressives so that they can change the country and move us away from the constitutional republic that we are. But what's even more sad than that is if you have people who are unable to critically think, then you have a people who are easily enslaved. Yes. Correct? Yes. Um, they're easy to control. They're easy to manipulate because they will accept whatever is told to them, whatever propaganda is fed to them, and not question or not critically think about the policies and the end results. Therefore, you have a people who are basically ignorant, correct? Yeah. Um, not that they're stupid. They're just they're, ignorant. They're ignorant, and they're unable to recognize um, the the kind of the uh, uh, glass covering, basically, if you will. The, yep. the, the, you can't see what it is that's pressing down on you, that's oppressing you, and you don't know it's there. It's it's clear. It's glass. It's just, it's just you know, hovering over you. And you don't realize it because you don't have the ability to, to identify it, right. to think through something. And that scares me. And, and, and rightfully so. It's even more sad because in one of our organic documents, we've talked about this before in, in the uh, the Northwest Ordinance, where it talks about religion and morality and, and so forth being necessary um, to 
key, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, I'm not quoting directly, uh, that are, are necessary to keep our freedoms, to keep our country going, to maintain our liberty as a people, that education shall forever be encouraged. Education tied with religion and morality in that document. And the founders understood the importance of education, but they understood it from a standpoint of if we educate our youth, if we educate our people, they will be they will be staunch defenders of our liberty. They will be staunch defenders of of our freedoms mm-hmm. because they ha- will have the ability to critically think and to be able to recognize when tyranny starts to set in. And not only that, but they will be a virtuous people. The hope was publicly and privately, I believe, um, to be able to continue on down down um, basically the road of, of morality and to be a good people, a just people who would be deserving of that freedom. If you want to call it through grace or whatever you believe, um, you know, God, and we're not, we're not, I'm not, you know, trying to push religion on anybody here specifically, but look, we were a country founded on those Judeo-Christian principles, and if you don't believe that, all you have to do is actually read um, the founders' writings in their own words, not what the history book tells you or, or leaves out. Adjust it to be what yeah, they want. Exactly. Um, well, it, it's very clear that they were a religious people, especially George Washington and some of the other folks. But So the fact that it's now been twisted and perverted, and, and this is one example. We kind of come up with examples of indoctrination in schools and this kind of trash in schools uh, a lot. But it's an example of how that's been twisted how the, the progressive movement, how the left has identified schools as a primary battleground, and how it's now become perverted from a education being a good positive or a positive thing to where we want people to know how to critically think for themselves because that's what a free people does. That, that's what we do as a free people. It's one. I mean, it's one of the most. It's one of the most basic freedoms. Right? We have we have our freedom of thought. I mean, we know we have the freedom of speech, and we know that we have the freedom uh, to defend ourselves and our countries and, and against tyranny through the right to bear arms, and we know we have uh, uh, life, liberty, the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But our rights to our own free, free thoughts is something that the founders didn't even believe they needed to put down. It was that fundamental. It was that basic when you're talking about um, the, the, the background of the Enlightenment um, that our founders had. So to be able to turn that, that positive um, enlightenment, to be able to be self-aware as a people so that we can continue to govern ourselves in a good um, moral way to maintain our liberties and freedom, to have that be perverted into, well, now we're just going to tell people what to think. We're going to assign them projects where they have to form this opinion, the opinion we want them to form, and you do that throughout their educational career, they're going to form those opinions, and you've completely torn down that structure um, of, of, uh, of self-reliance and of, and of critical uh, thought, and you have basically completely enslaved a generation into whatever point of view or ideal that Well, you know, let me... Let me kind of – this is an extreme situation, but I was reading today – No, I was staying right on topic. Um, 
I was thinking about it when they use the words like democracy. They try to they use that all the time. All the time. We're not a democracy. And, but they try to make it because you know what? They say the word democracy and then they assign the meaning they want the people to understand it to be. And then they try to uh, move that into what we are as a nation, which is not true. But it's easier. And they hope if they say it enough, people will never look up the word republic and understand it. They won't look into representative government. They won't do any of that stuff. I was reading about a young lady, and I remember the incident. I was younger, sort of. Um, but this tells you the levels if you indoctrinate somebody and you change and alter reality enough to what you want it to be. There's a young woman from North Korea. Her name was, was uh, Kim Hyun Hui. I hope I pronounced that right. She ended up becoming a spy after she grew up in North Korea. Uh, she was educated and put into their spy system where she was trained on physical fitness, martial arts, all this stuff. Always told about how evil the South, was, South Koreans were, how they were like America's puppet, how they live in these poverty, and, you know, just complete jaded as to the reality because she had no freedom to investigate herself. She was only allowed to believe what was shoved down her throat. Well, after um, a few years, they put her on her first assignment. Her first assignment was to uh, bomb Korean Air Flight 858, which she and her partner successfully did. They ended up getting caught with, in Bahrain with fake Japanese passports. Her partner committed suicide with a cyanide tablet as she attempted to, uh, a police officer, remove the cigarette. They eventually brought her to Japan to face trial. When she was in Japan, she lied for like the first few weeks about who she was. I'm a Japanese tourist, but well, you don't have the right person. This is all a lie, blah, 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 blah. Even though she had tried to disarm a police officer at one point, had the cyanide, which they knew was cyanide, and then I don't know who the investigator was that had a good idea, they took her for a ride, and they started to show her South Korea and how modern it was and how people were thriving and they had a great economy, and it was good people and all that stuff. And after about a week, she finally broke. And she said, I had no idea. Essentially, I had no idea. I didn't know this existed like this. This is what I was never taught. I feel terrible. Uh, I, I thought what I thought was I was doing, I thought to be right, admitted to the whole thing, it said essentially Kim Jong-il himself penned the orders to do this. Um, but she went on in her biography to explain just how jaded she was in her whole early life. Everything she was raised to believe was how awful South Korea was and how they're an American puppet and they were going to try to take over and they needed to be brought back to the North and reunited. She was told that if she bombed and killed these 115 innocent people, that would reunite the North and the South and they would be one country again and prosper together. And then when she finally got out and she got South and she got caught and they started showing her everything, she I have no idea. I didn't even know this existed because I was never allowed to know it was existed. And I was reading that today and so when you brought that up, I, I it's an extreme situation. They have zero technology. They don't have the freedom of the internet like the kids have now. All this progressive indoctrination, it's out there. You can find the truth and the reality behind it, not what the left likes to shove down our throat, but it's out there, but it's also partially laziness. You know, and that's, but that's exactly why um, I don't read history book or you know now i may read i may i may read some history books but you know i read the the uh, original source materials um you know if i want to know about 
the, the American Revolution, I read that. If I want to know about the founding, I read, you know, Madison's Journal on the Constitutional Convention, which, by the way, I have on my phone. You've seen it. Yes, um, I have seen it. So, you know, now if I want to read a history book or somebody's perspective uh, on it, I, I, I can do that. But I have that foundation now to be able to identify BS or opinion or speculation or something like that. I don't believe, at least many of the schools that I know of today, don't rely on source documents. No. Even during Constitution Day, right, when the schools are supposed to, I think, by federal <laughs> statute, study the Constitution or learn the Constitution, they don't read it. And, and you know, another another thing is that, that's interesting is they they don't study, um, again, these are the schools that, that, that I know about, um, I don't. I don't know. About, I know one school, or maybe two schools, that um, they study the 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 Declaration of Independence in conjunction with the Constitution. Right, as we really, talked about you, a lot. Right, which which you you really need to do. It's like Abraham Lincoln uh, put. You know, it was a, um, put it. it it's like uh, it's like a golden apple in a frame of silver. Right. So, um, you know, I read stories like. Why don't people and, talk like that anymore? I know I, I wouldn't understand okay. half of what you know was why? going on because because people people in my opinion are Americans we know we have freedom but we don't appreciate what that freedom means I don't believe as a people as a whole I'm not saying everybody I'm not saying me um, or you but I don't believe that a lot of uh, most Americans really appreciate what it is we have here and I don't know that. Um, a lot that a, a lot of Americans have that knowledge because of the educational system uh, to be able to to really comprehend the ideals that our country was founded on. Again, you know they they're they're not reading source documents for the most part. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. They're not doing the research. And like I said, so, that, so that's why it's not even a, the research. I mean, I would think that a school, if you want to teach critical thinking, hey, look. I don't care if you want to let them read Mao or the Communist Manifesto. I think school children of like high school age should read that after they have the foundation on America's founding principles and the society in which they currently live and operate. Um, you know, the, Amer the, the American founding ideals and principles. Hey, read Washington, read Adams. Not only that, but read before that. Read what they were studying. Read the classics. Read Cicero. Study Blackthorn, uh, Blackstone's commentaries on the law. You know, hey, read the play Cato. Study that and have your, your solid foundation. Study the, the, the founding, uh, American founding, through source documents. And now when you have that solid foundation, now, you know what? I am all for reading those other those – other, I've read them. You know, re read Mao. Read uh, um, the, the Communist Manifesto. Read that other point of view. And you know what? If, if you decide that that is the system you like better, okay, you, you now have a solid foundation to be able to make that decision for yourself. You have that right. And if you believe that our Constitution is um, inappropriate, insufficient, whatever, hey, you at least have the knowledge to back it up. And if enough people feel that way, you guys amend the Constitution, whatever it is, that system is in place. I may not agree with you, but you have the critical thinking skills Right to be able to well, it's like we uh, say, be informed. Be yeah. informed. You want to have an argument? Be informed. 
Don't just say, well, I think we should all be socialists. Why? Well, because it's super cool and this because guy. Because it makes me uh, feel good. Because why, why should he have more? Right. Well, understand that there's more to it than – it's not that he has more. You just haven't achieved what you possibly could have. Right. Or, well, his parents gave him that. Okay. Well, somebody, so what? Somebody still earned it. Yeah. At some point, somehow, somebody got it. Yeah. Unless they played the lottery. And even then, I will argue, but by going to the store, they made an investment – they gambled and it paid off, but they still did something. They didn't just show up. I would too. And look, if if, if God, I'd love to win that investment. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish all of my things that I've put minimal effort in would pay out like that. But that doesn't mean that there wasn't an effort put into it. <laughs> you know, like it says. Wait, don't you have a kid? We have the right to. Uh, <laughs> or what? We have the uh, right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But it's not just given to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's just insane that you could sit there and not take – prime example, when we first started this, we, yeah. said, we said, you know what? We're going to take over talk radio at some point. We're going to start small, and we're going to work, and we're going to do our research, and we're going to try, and we're going to put effort into it. And we're going to – I know it may not always sound like we put effort into our show, but we do put effort into our show. Um, it's minimal. It's minimal, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you show up. I, listen, this is the best it's going to get out of us on some weeks. <laughs> um, but there's something there. Why? Because we have a goal, and we also have the freedom to say what we say, and, and, and we use that freedom to express our opinion and oftentimes relate fact. Um, sometimes our opinions agree with the fact more often than not, but not always. Well, they always do. But we, we, We're always right. Well, we are, yes. Right. We are always right, as long as we're clear on that. Right. You know, but we have that, and we have that goal, and we said, you know what, we're going to do it. And, and nobody gave this to it. Nobody gave us anything that we use for the show. We do all of our research. Hey, we didn't build this. We did not build this. And that's the problem, is we didn't build this. Somebody else did this. And, uh, you know, Mr. President, what? Nope. 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 You don't like what we said about that? Hold if on. You got a business that you didn't build that. You don't have to get angry at us. I know you didn't. Hey, sir, we didn't. Did we, we, we just hang up on him. <laughs> he, he always calls in at the weirdest times. <laughs> so people need to get out there and they need to do their research. And we argue about this all the time. And I know we go back to it, but it's such a big deal. And every single time I hear, you know, freedom of speech because somebody's walking down the street and they're screaming at the top of their lungs and somebody says something to them. It's my freedom of speech to say that. Okay, you have no idea what freedom of speech is, then, do you? Hey, hey, knucklehead, not if your freedoms or liberties are infringing upon others. So it doesn't give you the walk down the ability to walk down the street and call somebody an awful name or, you know, essentially it doesn't give you the right to be rooster. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say to be a rooster? A rooster. Did I say a rooster or the rooster? I don't know. I don't know. It's really late. But having said rooster. Thank God he hasn't called in yet. (laughs) Red, white, blue. That's a joke, son. A flag waver. You couldn't help ourselves. On the phone with us right now is Rooster from conservativeoutcry.net. Sir, how are you? You know, Ashley from Hillsdale College sounds hot. <laughs> I can I can picture her now in a little nightie oh, no, no, with no, blonde no, hair, not. big bosom. Oh, you cannot. Sexily <laughs> alluring me with her voice to read the founding oh, documents. 
the, you know what? She, you're right. She's absolutely got a hot, beautiful mind. Now move it's like on. Like the direct TV genie. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm, I'm doing well. You miss me. Uh, we. You, you sent me a tweet earlier. Said, "Where have I been?" I, and and I told you it sounded like you missed me. Uh, you know what? We miss you. And honestly, it, it's, seriously, Rooster, I had to get your theme music last week because you weren't here. Oh my yeah. goodness. I, I haven't. I, I didn't listen to last week's show yet, but I will. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, no! You know, listen, I, I, I got it. I got important stuff. When I was first going to bring you in, I was going to say there's some guy named Roaster. Ro- Ro- I don't even know how to Roaster? pronounce this. Roaster. Roaster's calling, and he and he has some sort of blog or something. So what call, do you got? Call me Peckerhead. <laughs> where have you been? Uh, I've been out and about. Well, we're glad you're back. What's your big important we're glad stuff? You're here? back in country. Well, I got we're two things. You... First, I need your help on something. Okay. Um, your your buddy Sarah Marie Brenner. Yes. Sent me an email. Wants to know if I'll write for the Brenner brief. Wow. Now, I'm not sure my stuff is the right fit for the Brenner brief. No, I disagree. Sarah you disagree. Is very... Sarah is very well versed, and I think she knows exactly. I'm sure she's done her research. She probably knows. <laughs> she knows who Rooster is, um, and, and I think that would be outstanding. I think you'd fit well at the Brenner Brief. Actually, she's she's got a lot of pretty sharp people on there, and I think she's one of those people that she looks at our freedoms from much like you. You have some differences than we do, but we're all in the same general direction. She's kind of like that. She likes different opinions on things, and. You know, she she could be edgy, maybe not with the uh, the language, the colorful language you use, but she could be edgy in her views. So I think that would be wonderful. I'm not sure I can write without the language. You you know what? You're a smart man. You can figure it out. Actually, I'm I'm working on something that's that's really close to what Clint was just saying, except I, I took you know it's uh, you know he calls it a perversion of the education system. I'm I'm calling it a breeding little Democrats, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. And, I, and I'm actually tying it into uh, Marie Antoinette. Some Democrats are actually okay. Marie Antoinette. It's a. Uh, I'm, I'm comparing her to Michelle Obama. She's the one that said, uh, "Let them eat cake." Remember when the, yeah. the French uh, peasants? They, yes. They they so loved the monarchy back then, but they had no <laughs> food. Cake. cake is awesome. But they had no bread. Okay, who wants? But Marie, bread Marie said, "Let them have cake," uh, meaning, <laughs> yeah. meaning just give right. them shit and, and make them happy. Yet they're going to stay poor. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you now. I was thinking cake. Yeah, frosting and stuff. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so I, you know, I, I'm working on it. But I, Clint, Clint had some great cake. points uh, when he when he talked about, you know. You know, I read Homer when I was in school. Yes. You know, um, now they watch Homer. Younger well, yeah, because it was it was a uh, it was a bestseller when you were out. It was like brand new, right? Like right off caught <laughs> off the press. <laughs> yeah, it was. I it was, was there. Still, it was still in the top ten. <laughs> he was your teacher, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck you both. All right, listen. Listen. I'm sorry, Rooster. Please go. Right, the, the girl from Maryland. You, you you both know I'm from Maryland. 
Yes. Yeah. Wasn't she a dear? Oh my goodness. But right after, you know what? right after she spoke, the Maryland legislator voted to tax the rain. Have what? you heard that one? Yeah. I, I I actually did. I read something. You know what? I'm not paying the goddamn tax until the federal government pays for their share, and I'm talking about the federal highway system. So if they want to tax my house because I've got a driveway that prevents drainage of the water, and I've got a roof that prevents drainage of the water, I want to tax the damn federal highway system. <laughs> you should tax them. Every time you drive down the street, take a picture of any puddle that you see or pothole. Uh-huh. Instead, to the state and the federal government with like a five cent bill attached to it. And, and, and then talk about everything that's running off into the Chesapeake Bay. The, yeah, the hell with them. <laughs> I'll tell you, isn't it amazing the new and interesting ways they can find to tax us? And by new, they're, they're going to tax the air I breathe. Well, they already have because I smoke a cigarette from you know once in a while, and now it's going to cost me an extra dollar a pack. Yeah, well, in you know, I, I, just after I left Massachusetts, um, they passed this insane. It's like eight bucks a pack there, and now and everyone said, well, you know, and I understand the ability to tax them. I understand how it all goes, but when you specifically target a, and it doesn't matter in this case, it's cigarettes, and they do it with gas. They do it with a lot of things that they don't like. They just mm-hmm. tax, 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 tax. Wait a second. It. I just thought of something. What? Isn't Maryland known as the free state? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the Democratic Workers Republic of Maryland? <laughs> no, isn't isn't like the the motto? Isn't it the free state or something like that? I thought it was the crab state. <laughs> I think you're right, but no, we got good crabs. I, I think that's just in the Oval Office uh, when Clinton was in there. <laughs> Oh wait, that was DC. Forget it. I, I, it's right next to each other. I always get geographically confused. Camp David, how's that? Oh, we're not allowed to know about that. Um, my bad. It's right up the I'm road, not... but nobody knows where. There's no sign. Uh, no, well, yeah, it's their retreat. It's right next to Camp Goliath. You know, it's the place that he could take vacations when he's not vacationing. We, we see the helicopter going back and forth, but we we don't know where it's going. Do you wait? Big secret, huh? Yeah, I do. Hey, by the way, yeah. our our chat log. For, uh, yes. for the Sackhead Radio Show, the, the IRS can read it. I, yeah, without a warrant. Without a yeah. warrant, too. Hey, Richard? I, I'm, I'm sending off various emails just to random people, and I'm talking about the IRS. I want to see if they come back and get me. <laughs> Will you yeah, send us some? There's no expectation of privacy in email. <laughs> what? It's okay. mail, right? Oh, yeah, oh, well. You know, and this is one of the things that – uh, the first thing I thought of, and maybe I'm crazy, but when they talked about Obamacare and how the IRS was pretty much going to run that, so now you have all that power that's been given to the IRS, right? Because they are mm-hmm. pretty much going to be the people that control it. And now they come out and say that they can read texts, emails, and all this other stuff without warrants, and they're telling their agents they can do this. It, how much more power can one agency get? I mean, it's almost like they're becoming the secret police. They could they could almost build a, a a site in Utah and gather all that information and and keep it on a hard drive somewhere. <laughs> huh. Hey, have you ever heard of E-Trace? Yeah. Huh. It, there's no gun national gun registry though. Anyways, um, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
anybody listening to this show, you might want to Google E-Trace. That's E-T-R-A-C-E. And just, just see what you see. It's no it's, national gun registry because that would be illegal. Right. Anyways, I digress. Um, now, I have a question about this whole rain tax, Rooster. Yeah. Was it a tax or was it just a fee? I mean, are you just really blowing this whole thing out of proportion? <laughs> well, you tell me. Um, it's it's going to be based on a satellite picture of my dwelling and how okay. much of a footprint my dwelling makes on the land. So if if I've got a, a driveway that prevents, you know, natural runoff of the rain, so the grounds uh-huh. are just then, – then they're going to tax or they're going to charge me for the – the amount of space okay. that I take up. So, okay. so it's is a that a fee. fee or is that a tax? Hey, well, a fee would be $20 per house. A tax would be based on the square footage of my house. Do you pay Do you pay property taxes also? Yeah, I pay them not only to the county. I pay them to the city. I pay them to the town. I pay them to the person next door. I pay them to the trash man. I pay them to so the water really, people. Yeah. So, so that's reasonable. Um yeah, you're not overtaxed. What are you talking about? Hey, Rooster, if you don't agree, are you allowed to send up your own satellite to take your own picture for evidence? So if you want to dispute their photo, say they blew it up or they measured it wrong, can you send up your own um, satellite. satellite to take pictures? At taxpayer expense, right, because you do have a right if you can't afford, like, an attorney. So I think a satellite is close, right? It's an inanimate object incapable of thinking for itself. Wait, What? What? <laughs> Yeah, but you don't, I don't. I don't think you, they're going to allow that, but because it's uh, cost prohibitive. But but uh, maybe uh, maybe they'll give me a microwave that I can just blast from my house into the air and take the satellite down because that only costs a dollar per round. Yeah, you could be good there. How about this? I have a better idea. Find out what day they're going to take the picture and tell them that you want to show the amount of drainage, and right when they're supposed to take the picture, go out and take a leak in your driveway. No, I have a better idea. Get a huge tarp. No, I want to make sure they see <laughs> and, me so and, and, and naked on top of my roof. And, and tent it in the middle so it's like a perfect pitch down <laughs> that drains everything and let them take a picture of that. How about this, Rooster? Camouflage it. Paint paint, Ooh, paint the netting. edge of your house to look like your lawn. Paint your driveway to look like your lawn. But just like the edge, of, just make your house look like it's like 15 by 25 feet. And a you, circle. Make it look like a circle. I forget what, what would drain better. Than there a was circle. a Cheech and Chong movie way back in the day where they did that with the pool, and when the fence flew over, they they climbed on and they act like they were swimming on top of the blue tarp. <laughs> Do that, Rooster. Now, now you did it yourself. <laughs> hey, Rooster, we're up against a break. What do you got coming up? Are you? Are you uh, is this coming out in the blog this week? Uh, maybe I'm 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 still toying with it. I, I, the, the blog is going to start back probably next week when I have some more time on my hands. But you know I'll I'll come up with something here and there. Maybe I'll, yeah. I'll talk to Sarah and see if she'll let me actually write something for it. And when she does, let us know. I'd love to read it. And uh, the Brenner Brief's another uh, a great publication and show. If you never get a chance to check her out, um, Rooster, I think you'll do excellent at it, sir. So I I would go for it, my friend. Hey, did you uh, did you hear uh, Andrea this week? I did not. I was actually out of town, and that's on my to-do oh, list. Oh, my goodness. you, you got to pick up the show because I told her that her dog eats poop. Oh, gosh. Well, because <laughs> all dogs, eat, all dogs you know, eat poop. 
and I know, I, I, absolutely, that's why they give stuff to put in the dog's food to make poop taste bad, believe it or not. Yeah, but I know they do. Our good friend, Andrea Kay, so much trouble about her dog. You really are, you know what, you're just a meanie. I'm not a meanie. She's got a dog that she treats like a person. Right? I, I love I love Andrea to death, but the dog can't talk. She told me she, the other day that, that she's trained her dog to poo in a litter box. I, I wish I could do that with Sako. She treats she treats the uh dog better than we treat Sako and that's a uh, that's a non disputable fact right there. Hey so, Rooster, hey, we get a I'm, break, my friend. All right, well have a good night. Wait a second, hey. I have an update. Uh oh. The Oakland Athletics won <laughs> in extra innings. Okay, now we can take a break. <laughs> Our good friend Rooster for conservativeoutcry.net. We missed you, sir. Make sure you come back with us a little bit more Rooster, often. Rooster, huh? take care, my man. And, uh, hey, I hope it doesn't rain. Did you get my message? I I haven't had a chance to. We got in the studio late tonight. I was going to play why, it why would tonight. You, why, why would you have a hotline if you don't want hotline material? Well, I did have hotline material. We just, you know, I'm not arguing about this right now. We we're, we're up against a break. It's it's blog talk radio. You have no break. I you think you're the RB radio show or whatever. Hey, it doesn't mean we don't have sponsors, my friend. Who do you have? Oh yeah, I'm one. You, exactly. We'll be back in a minute with Sackheads Radio. Thanks, Rooster. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I'm Lori, a student at Hillsdale College. Here is Hillsdale President Dr. Larry Arn on how the founders view God as the source of our equality and legal rights. America's founders knew, obviously, that human beings are not equal in terms of strength or beauty or in terms of intelligence, industry, or talents. They understood that because of such differences, differences in talents and things like that, some people will be wealthier than others. But human beings are equal, the founders believe, in their possession of natural rights, such as the rights to life, liberty, and property. Today, many Americans reject this equality of rights in order to pursue equality of condition through redistribution or spreading the wealth around to use a famous formulation. This is destructive of liberty as the founders understood it. This Constitution Minute was brought to you by Hillsdale College. To join the national conversation on the Constitution, go to constitutionminute.org. Hey guys, it's Sean from Sackheads Radio. I know, I know I've said it before. Check out our friends at conservativeoutcry.net, but I really mean it. If you want interesting and exciting political commentary and analysis, that is the place to get it. Different, always spot on, always truthful, never pulling a punch. Conservativeoutcry.net. Tell Rooster to get Bulldog back on and that Sackheads Radio sent you. And also, coming soon... The Sackheads Radio Forum on conservativeoutcry.net. How you doing? John Grant here. When I'm not slaving over a hot microphone on the 405radio.com Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, I check out Sean and Clint here at Sackheads Radio. We all appreciate the best political bloggers, writers, and commentators. We either get them on our shows or we make fun of them, as it should be. So check us out live Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern or forever on the podcasts on the 405radio.com. 
Hi, this is Sarah Marie Brenner. You know, we often talk on the Brenner Brief about the fact that there really needs to be an organization to help people at the local level who are interested in running for things like school boards, city council, and other local offices. Well, I think I finally have the solution for you, at least for you women out there. It's called Politigal Network, P-O-L-I-T-I-G-A-L Network.com. Their website's going to be launching mid-August, but they're already on Twitter at Politigal USA. I encourage you to follow them and become a member. Their goal is to be the number one resource for conservative women. So if you love freedom, liberty, the United States of America, and politics, Check out politigalnetwork.com or Twitter at politigalusa. Now back to Clinton Sean on Sackheads Radio, radiating elegancy and quality. And we are back from the break. It is time for the news. Are you ready for the news? Absolutely. Our good friend Vern over in the newsroom will throw it over to you. Vern, what do you got tonight? Uh, first things first, President Barack Obama is on all about uh, the income of, of upper income, rather, of seniors uh, as far as Medicare is concerned. Barack Obama's plan to raise Medicare premiums for the upper income seniors would create five new income brackets to squeeze more revenue for the government. For the top tier of retirees, the administration revealed on Friday. First details of the plan emerged after Health and Human Services Secretary Kathleen Sebelius testified to Congress on the president's budget. As released two days earlier, the budget included only a vague description of a controversial proposal that has grown more ambitious since Barack Obama has last floated it. Well, he wants to raise taxes on the elderly. Okay, excellent. No, he, so he doesn't. Want, he wants. So what you're telling us is he doesn't want the elderly to pay their bills. He'd rather have them homeless. Hey, you know, Vern, yes, and this sure. is when we sure. talk about this. And you be you being the hard left liberal that you are, and we appreciate you for what. I am still glad that you will report stories like this and tell the truth, and I think that's outstanding. And you don't even put a twist. You even said that it was written very vague which he has a history of doing in initial things, and then when people ramp it up and they get excited about it, I then he gets into the... all politicians wrote very vague. Uh, no, they write very specific, vague statements. <laughs> you, you know what? <laughs> They're specifically vague? Specifically vague. Okay. <laughs> what, what's up? So he's going to raise taxes on the elderly, on the Medicare that's and, already going to. And he's going to make them all homeless, according to Sackhead Glenn. No, that was Sackhead Sean, by the way. Don't don't you go giving away my quotes. Oh, my bad. I'll tell you, you know, don't make me come to that studio because if I can get through that broom closet and pass the water <laughs> heater, you and I would have some nasty words. What's up next in the news, Vern? <laughs> Well, we also have a situation in Phoenix. It looks as if somebody's not a huge fan of Sheriff Joe Apario. Uh, looks like he has uh, received what could have been a potentially deadly package. As Arizona authorities say that a package dressed to the sheriff was discovered in a northern Arizona mailbox, it would have exploded if it had been opened and would have uh, led to some serious injuries or death. Maricopa County Sheriff Deputy Jerry Sheridan made the comment 
on Friday at a news conference in Phoenix. He said that the investigators are trying to locate one person who may have been involved in mailing the package addressed to his boss. So can you tell me what was it again? Was it an envelope or a giant? Um... According to this, according to the source, it was a package. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I got it to say it again. Sorry. Um, <laughs> see what happens when Rooster comes on the show? It immediately goes downhill. So somebody's up for Sheriff Joe. Well, you know, I don't agree with everything that Sheriff Joe says, but he does take his uh, crime very tough in his county. You know, he brought back the Chang gangs. He's the one that provides them the minimal um, allowances by law and doesn't treat his prisoners like they're in some sort of hotel. They're in pink jumpsuits, and you know what? Oh, that guy. Yes, he is absolutely uh, um, doing the right thing. Sadly, it was only a matter of time before someone tried. I'm just glad they caught it. Um, can they describe the package so we can look at it, uh, check it out, make sure it doesn't come into the sackhead's mailroom? No. Okay. Because can you find that out for us? Because I want to tell Sako what he should look out for. No. <laughs> Fine. What's your last story, Vern? I mean, you guys, are as controversial as you may think you are. <laughs> They're after us, Vern. Trust me. Participating from hate mail. Well, yeah. And yeah. do you get followed home by a helicopter? I do. I, had I don't one get hovering. I had a I had a helicopter hovering over me at one point at one time. And well, then I was looking right at it, and all of a sudden it started flashing this beam of light right down because it was. I guess I was staring at it too hard. Well, now, was that helicopter racist? Was it because you were black? <laughs> Considering I was um, standing black? in a tr- uh, public transit area at oh. the time, uh-huh. there was a group of us, so that could have potentially been the t- reason for that. Now, race. when you say us, do you oh, mean... come I, on. What? People. <laughs> People. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> I don't know that I appreciate this reverse racism right now. I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I, I call this the Slapshot News. I might have to change the name of this. In the past. What's the last story you got for us tonight, Vern? <laughs> well, tonight, tonight's Encore. Um, actually, it is about Pope. And now, Wait, now that... What was that? Soap? I said the Pope, P-O-P-E. Oh, 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 thank you. Okay. <laughs> this happens every week, Vern. Just go with it. Go. Pope Francis spent much of his first month as Pope charming ordinary Catholics with his ordinary yet extraordinary papal ways and making clear that he is very much the boss when it comes to decisions as small as the shoes he wears to where he rests his head at night. But in the coming months, it looks as if he will be facing some bigger decisions than that, decisions of a far greater importance as he responds to demands from cardinals in far-flung dioceses and Vatican officials at home for an overhaul of the Holy See, of the, the Holy See bureaucracy and the uh, whole dysfunctional family business that he has inherited one month ago called Saturday. So all of the stuff that is currently taking place 
within the church has now fallen upon him, and it is time for him to get to work. So he's got some serious poping to do. Pretty he's much. Gonna put on a, he's going to put off the uh, put on the pope hat and really get to pope work, huh? Exactly. It's time to crack down on pope business. <laughs> now, as far as the shoes go, was it Nikes? Is he wearing Nikes? You know what? I'm not exactly you know, if sure. If you're going to report on things like his shoes, you better I know the brand. The Absolutely right. What point is it? <laughs> what, what am I? I'm totally useful here. Useless here. And all no, the time about my pretty face. And no, and I actually have to do. <laughs> this is radio, Vern. Vern, there's no cameras. Vern, listen, you, you just take weird. a typical Democratic approach. You kind of do just good enough, and, and you don't want to follow through. And you know what? That's fine. We love you just the same. You are absolutely a wonderful person, and you just want to get by doing the bare minimum, and some of us strive for excellence, and that's okay. Yeah, and lock the, right the, lock the door to the studio quick. Lock the door to the studio. <laughs> Vern, I joke because we love you. Thank you so much for the news this week. Sack and Vern, we'll talk to you next week. Make sure you uh, know what size shoes the Pope has. (laughs) Good night. Good night, Vern. (laughs) Why does she keep coming to work? If I had a deal with us, you know, like, are you kidding me? Vern loves it. Always a good time. You know why she loves us? Why? She loves us because she thinks she's liberal, but she's not. I know, and we get to we And that's what's awesome. Off the air when we have our discussions, we get her to side with us more often than not. We do. And it's showing, like I said, she she slams You know why? Because she's able of she's very intelligent and when she doesn't agree with us, she's she's able to articulate her reasons. She's a critical thinker. Yeah, she's a critical thinker. Yeah, absolutely. She's a critical thinker. Educated, smart, intelligent, has her opinions, but is uh, able to have a good argument yeah. and make her points. <clears throat> oh, what's it's it going? like Bob Beckel, but a lot more attractive. Oh, no, I think Beckel's a knucklehead. I don't. I like Beckel. I, I mean, he's, he's very he's very party line. Yeah. But you know what? He, he uh, I, I like him. I really liked him when he went off on the whole uh, great race. That yeah, absolutely. Thing. Absolutely. I, I, I'm not saying he has bad opinions. I just think he's a knucklehead sometimes. I think when he has no argument, he just goes to the party lines and stands there and just yells poo-poo. He does. And, but, and but, that drives but a lot me of times he's able to articulate some of the things he believes. Yeah, well. Which I'm okay with. Not like, not like, uh, not like uh, Combs, Alan Combs. Uh, that guy, I, I have a difficult time listening to him because he, he's he not could, reasonable. He could absolutely be on the uh, the network with Piers and Chris Matthews. Combs could definitely be on that network with them. I, oh, absolutely. I think that would be a good idea. No, and my, you know, because Michael Moore's there and we already have the... Well, yeah, but we already know about Michael Moore. We already know that he's a douchebag. So that doesn't have change. Have you told him this week? Uh, no, I actually got to get to it right now. Find that out right now. Why the hell are you going to put me on the spot like that? Uh, Michael Moore's a douchebag. Thank you. Okay, that was our good you. friend, Sackhead Woody, who is serving Very our country much. as we speak. And just like every week, we appreciate all the service folks and veterans that have served our great nation. And we probably could say that every five minutes, and it would be true, just as true every single time. Well, we've, what are we going to come back to after the break? We'll come back to North Korea. We need to get to it. And, and 
No. I'm just kidding. We'll come back to North Korea. I just, you always say no to me and you get away with it, so go to hell. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute with Zach Kent's Radio. <laughs> Hey, if you care about what's going on in the world, you cannot afford to miss my show. Hi, this is Andrea Kay, your host of the Andrea Kay Show. It's not always about the money. Okay, it is always about the money. But it's also about politics, pop culture, and you. The only thing street about this show is the smarts. There's a reason they call me Dynamite in a Dress. And you'll find out why when you listen Tuesday mornings at 10 on Financial News and Talk. Hello, I'm Paul, a student at Hillsdale College. Here is my professor, Dr. Larry Arn, on the separation of church and state. America's founders believed in the separation of church and state in that the country was not to have an official religion or an official sect. But that did not mean that government was to be hostile to religion or even indifferent to religion, as many today argue. In fact, America's founding document, the Declaration of Independence, includes both a reference to God as the author of the laws of nature and a confident assertion that human beings are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Far from being hostile or indifferent to religion, America's founders understood the theology of the Declaration to be an essential part of the education of citizens. This Constitution Minute was brought to you by Hillsdale College. To join the national conversation on the Constitution, go to constitutionminute.org. How you doing? John Grant here. When I'm not slaving over a hot microphone on the 405radio.com Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, I check out Sean and Clint here at Sackheads Radio. We all appreciate the best political bloggers, writers, and commentators. We either get them on our shows or we make fun of them, as it should be. So check us out live Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern or forever on the podcasts on the 405radio.com. Three, two, one. Hey, this is Sackhead Clint. I want to take this opportunity to thank all the wingnut leaders throughout the world to give our men and women of the armed forces a job, as well as all the anarchists, terrorists, and Occupy folks that give our men and women in uniform on the home front, firefighters, law enforcement personnel, and first responders, uh, job security here in the States as well. So thank all you wingnuts out there. This is Sackhead Clint saying have a good day. Now back to Clinton Sean on Sackheads Radio, radiating elegancy and quality. You know, it's funny. We're going to the break, and we're talking about what you said. I said, we get back, we'll get into North Korea. Clint says, I don't want to get into North Korea. Uh, who wants to go? I don't want to get in there. <laughs> oh, speaking of North Korea, because you're always going to have a good segue, and that was the only one that I had for that. So, um Funny part is there was a, uh, a briefing in front of Congress this week, and an intelligence report came out that North Korea has advanced its nuclear capability and knowledge to the point that it's possible it could arm a ballistic missile. Wasn't it just recently that they were saying that they were 
pretty far from that still? Yes. Um, this was information that allegedly was uh, supposed to be classified, and for some reason it made it into the public forum aspect of this. I, I almost wonder if that was accidentally on purpose, if some people said, hey, you know what? Yeah. People kind of need to know what's going on. People might need know. to know. Which I, I've been saying when we talked about North Korea a couple of weeks ago, I said the same thing. We're moving all these ships into this region. We're all of a sudden we're upping our missile shield that this administration didn't want to spend the money on a while ago, and then now all of a sudden they kind of need to do it. We have, um, like I said, two missile defense shield ships or two missile tracking ships. We have the brand new X-band tracking radar that was moved into the area. So yeah, I read something more. Uh, North Korea is now threatening uh, to- Tokyo. Also, really, yep. If tensions raise, they're warning Tokyo is going to be the uh, uh, the first target if they decide to play uh, to, to fire off a nuke. Well, and they also um, they think they're going to either test a missile or they move two missiles to their east coast this week, and they've raised and lowered the launcher a few times, which is. I found the the, the Fox News story at foxnews.com that talks about it, and uh, apparently the the warning from North Korea came in response to to Tokyo. I guess Tokyo has orders to destroy any missile heading toward Japan. Okay, so let's follow the logic here. Um, Tokyo is going to destroy any missile heading towards it to, to, to defend itself. So North Korea says, well, that's fine, then you'll just be the first. Uh, okay, so if we defend ourselves, that makes you angry. Yes. What if Tokyo says, okay, we're not going to destroy any missile coming in. Okay, then we'll just leave you for later, but we're still going to attack you. I, I don't... Uh, and again, because we, you know, they keep throwing out the word bellicose threats and bellicose nation, blah, 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 blah. But at some point, as we've discussed before, do you take them at their word? And, and yes. now it's starting to you have to. You have we've to. We've talked about this. And they know they have to because they're starting to take preventive measures. Now, all of a sudden, they're actually nervous. They've closed everything with the North-South. They've closed that, um, uh, I think it's in K-Song, but that border um, industrial complex, mm-hmm. they've made these outright threats. And you can say that it's, you know, little Kim who's standing on his podium trying to... Little Kim, the, the hip-hop artist? Uh, no, the um, leader of North oh, Korea. Oh, okay. I get oh, those two, I get. I don't know if he's called King. I forget how they do that. Um, you know, they say he's ra- saber-rattling and he's just trying to get the attention because... I read the reports today. It said, oh, every couple of years when they get really hard up for food in that nation and stuff like that, they do things like this to get the attention, and then they start to negotiate a little bit to get more goods. This is the furthest, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, this is the furthest that they've gone after uh, uh, to this extreme. Now, they, they sunk that ship, I think it was two years ago, uh, the South Korean ship. They shelled the South Korean island, and they – they, but that's they were regional, and they've always had little skirmishes with South Korea here and there that they've maintained regional. As I talked about earlier, they attacked the KAL airliner back in 1987. But now they're starting to go beyond their region. They went after us verbally and threatened us, all right, see a fire, and they released all those videos. Now they're discussing Japan, which they've made statements, and they've had a long history uh, of anger with Japan. Um, for the longest time, they were kidnapping uh, Japanese citizens to bring them into the country to teach J- Jap- the Japanese language and a whole bunch of other stuff. So he's really starting to push the issue. There's speculation that he's doing it because his military is in a little bit of disarray since he's come to power because of his age and who he is. Uh, um, and some people have speculated that 
there may have been a military uprising from within, so he's doing this to kind of get everybody on board, that common enemy as we talked about before. Hey, you know what? I know you don't like me, but we really hate them, so we all have to get on the same page to maintain control. It's, I just feel like the cost of what he's doing needs to be tallied at some point. And he can't go unchecked. And right now, I mean, the president came out this week and he made some words on North Korea, which is really the first time they said anything since this has all gone on. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, why would he feel the need to say anything about it? They just threatened to turn us into a sea of fire. Why would the president of the United States need to say anything at all? Huh. Well, then yeah, never I, mind. I finally have a uh, one-minute clip of Obama on North Korea, so let's play that and we'll discuss it. Okay. We both agree that. Uh, now is the time for uh, North Korea to uh, end uh, the uh, kind of belligerent uh, uh, approach that uh, they've been taking uh, and uh, to try to lower temperatures. Nobody wants to see a conflict on the Korean Peninsula, uh, but it's important for North Korea, like every other country in the world, uh, to observe uh, the basic rules and norms uh, that are set forth, including uh, a wide variety of UN resolutions that have passed. Uh, and we will continue to try to work to resolve uh, some of those issues diplomatically, even as I indicated to the Secretary General that the United States uh, will take all necessary steps to protect its people and to uh, meet uh, our obligations under our alliances in the region. Well, all right. Why didn't Obama just just challenge him to a cage match? <laughs> or or like or remember remember Heartbreak Ridge matchup. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things. I'm glad he finally said something, but he could have been a little bit stronger with that. You know, uh, 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 we, we want well we want to lower his temperature. Uh, Actually, I want to raise it a few million degrees. You know what? Wait, what? I. I Come out and be strong in times like this. I'm glad he said something. Listen, I, I give him credit that he said we'll defend the American people no matter what and at all costs. He has to say that. He does have to say that, but he did say it, which I'll give him credit for not ducking that part. He did allude to the U.N. and the resolutions that have been failing miserably, and they have for some time, Look, just like they always do, because we, the been, U.N. is just a completely ridiculous body. We've been, we've been pretty good about giving the president yes. credit. I'm not willing to give him credit on this because he should have come out and said something. A long time. The day, a, the day a, of the sea of fire thing. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Sooner. The day after Benghazi when they were trying to make something disappear, he came out pretty quick on that. And now when you threaten – and I, you know what? They say we didn't know, and you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to play the clip from Jay Carney. They downplayed this declassified portion that made it into the, uh, um, the, report, the intelligence report to Congress. But the simple fact of the matter is I don't care what nation it is. Somebody comes out and says, I'm going to tell you to see a fire. I expect the commander-in-chief, the man who's elected by the people, to serve the people, to protect the people. That's part of his job is make sure we're protected. To come out and say, yeah, no dice, dude. I, I don't, yeah, even, and that, and don't even try. That's why I'm not willing to, to give him a lot of credit on coming out now because, number one, he, he's come out way too late um, for me to, to say anything of substance. And, and he really didn't even say anything of substance. We're going to honor our our alliances and our treaties in the region and defend our, our people. Okay, we know you're going to do that. We would hope you would do that. That's a, that's You didn't say anything else. I mean, UN resolutions, we all know those are a joke. Right. Any, any, uh, any 
evil, yep. regi- any evil regime doesn't pay attention to those. They don't. They don't care. The only people who at, win with look the at US. Iran and look at North Korea. They, they don't care. Look, even the even the Chinese think this guy's crazy. They they just practiced a, a bomb raid uh, drill in the city that borders North Korea. They know this guy's nuts. Yeah. So you know, and, well, and, that, and somebody North Korea. There was a major or a general over in China that came out. And pretty much told us that we need to back off this a little bit. Not us, the Sidekids Radio Show, but us as a nation. And, oh, okay. I thought maybe he sent us a letter. And, and you know, with like Chuck, that other general did. With that, yeah, well, right. you know, but we straightened that out after coffee. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you never know what's coming out of China because I understand that. Well, like toys and games, all those things lead are coming pain, out of China. Um, like small choking. Yeah, uh, we have here. You know, I know everyone likes to paint China as this democratic democratic leader of the world and now they're free people like people right people seem to forget that they're still communist china and they still have their own interests first and everything else afterwards but there are other nations you know the the new president south korea she came out strong right away and said hey you know what kind of something along the lines of we kind of think this is rhetoric but don't screw with us yeah you know what i mean don't don't sit there and just kind of turn around and Throw lob, you know, think you can lob these threats at us and have it be unchecked because at some point it's going to be checked. Look, he, he's he's like, in my opinion, uh, Kim Kim Jong Un Un is is like uh, is like the, the little bully. Remember, remember the little bully kid in Christmas Story? <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Hey kid, hey kid, knock it off. After his you know buddy's getting his bucket, he, he's like that he's the, the little bully but you know what i would have liked to have seen the president come out and say not in these exact words something to the effect of hey you threaten to turn us into a sea of fire you're threatening to use nuclear weapons knock it off or we're going to come over there and kick your ass P- plain and simple we're going to come over there and we're and it's rhetoric look we can't take the chance with a nuclear release right we cannot right and you're telling us you're going to do this you're raising and lowering missile systems yeah, well, we're not going to drop a nuke on you first, right? But we're going to make sure but that you don't have the ability to drop it on sure us. We're going to make damn sure that you don't have an ability to, to, to drop it on us. Well, and I so read too that knock I, it off. And, and guess what? If he doesn't, if he raises and lowers another missile, those B-2s that you sent on the flyby earlier, maybe you send them over and you hit something. Well, now the um, it came out, I think, Sky I mean, what had this a little while ago. Let him launch a nuke? Sky News had this a little while ago is that we're now publicly saying we're putting spy planes up over North Korea to see what's going on, which I'm sure we have been this whole time. Of course. I'm but sure. for them to publicly say it now is kind of shows you that there may be a little bit more here than what they initially thought. You know, like I said, I know we don't get a lot of information on North Korea. It's hard to get in there and get information. It's just it's a tough place to be that we can't get anywhere. We don't have diplomats. We don't even have an embassy there. We don't have that ability. So we you know have to get do there? something. Um, a 500-pound bomb can get there. Just oh, bomb. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely can get there. So this all came out, and the intelligence report came out and said, hey, you know what? They may be closer. James Clapper the, um, came out immediately and said, oh, well, you know, we're going to downplay this a little bit. It's We don't really, we're not sure, and blah, 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 blah. And, and then um, – the White House came out through our good friend, the Carney, and said this. I want to be clear that North Korea has not demonstrated the capability to deploy a nuclear-armed missile. The United States continues to closely monitor the North Korean nuclear program and calls upon North Korea to honor its international obligations. Uh, so I just want to be oh, clear okay. out of uh, 
uh, in response to your question that it is our assessment that North Korea has not demonstrated the capability to deploy a nuclear-armed missile. To your broader question, we have responded to the series of provocative actions as well as the stepped-up bellicose rhetoric emanating from Pyongyang by taking a series of prudent measures to ensure that our homeland and our allies are defended. That includes uh, steps to enhance our missile uh, defense system, uh, as well as uh, a variety of other measures that we've taken and that have been reported on. So we take this seriously. Okay. Um, on North Korea, when uh, DNI Clapper says that North Koreans haven't fully tested a nuclear um, missile, what does he mean? <coughs> what does he mean by fully tested? What it means is obviously the. North Koreans have tested uh, nuclear weapons, and they have developed some missile technology. What they have not done is demonstrate a capacity to, a capability to uh, deploy a nuclear-armed missile, attach a warhead to a missile and fire it. Uh, there is no question that they continue to, uh, in, in direct and flagrant violation of their commitments, to um, develop these programs, and we have seen uh, them do that and they have suffered consequences for doing it. But in, I think I would refer you to uh, Director Clapper's statement as well as a statement I believe out of the Pentagon uh, clarifying the view of the intelligence community with regard to this issue. Uh, there is no formal IC assessment that uh, would suggest that the North Koreans have developed that capability. And at which point, immediately afterwards, he picked up a bucket of what was believed to be water and threw it over the press corps and it ended up being confetti, just like the clowns do. So the carney was nailed. Hey, don't you feel better now? Didn't what he said just make you feel better and how much safer we are? Notice the carney said they haven't – it is our belief they haven't demonstrated it. Okay, so they haven't launched a nuke yet. Yeah. That's basically what Do we want to wait for them to they, demonstrate they haven't launched, that? They haven't demonstrated it. Okay. So you want them to demonstrate it? I mean, where do you want them to demonstrate it at? Tokyo? They've been talking about Tokyo. How about us, the CFI? That sounds, that sounds swell. What about uh, South Korea? Where would you like them to de – are we going to wait until they demonstrate somewhere? Yeah, no. I, huh. One of the things that is missing out of this White House is intestinal fortitude. Testicular fortitude. Testicular fortitude. Yeah. They just will not step up and just be like, cut it out no matter what. Stop. Absolutely stop. It's funny because they did a little bit with terror at the beginning when he first got in the White House, but I almost think because it's a, almost like a faceless, there's no actual leader, it's not a country, so you can come out and be strong against terror and you're speaking to a broad group of people, not just Muslim extremists, but, you know, ALF and ELF and uh, domestic terrorists, so you can get away that with that. Show. I loved ELF. And that um, was a good movie. Melmac. And that was a good movie. Elf yeah. and Elf. Yeah, no, both were really good movies, uh, TV show and a good movie. Um, but you can get away with that because you're not going after it. He doesn't call out one specific nation on a regular basis. Did a little bit with Iran, but not – he wasn't – Called out Israel. Uh, oh, right. Oh, wait, that's, yeah, that's no, he, do, he does. So I, I stand corrected. Okay. He did. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so – Did he call Canada out for something? <laughs> Being too nice, right? <laughs> too many Tim Hortons. 
but at some yeah. point. And thanks for the chive. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> KCCL. Hey, do you think the president chives? No. I don't think he's that cool. Yeah, I agree. I, okay. I, I don't think he's as cool as people think he is. And I'm not, this has, all right, this has nothing to do with his presidential job. This has nothing to do. I just don't think he's the cool guy everyone keeps trying to make him out to be. I think public Barack Obama is like kind of cool, kind of like swagger guy. But I think behind closed doors, I think he's a little Marvin. bit of a. Yeah, book nerd maybe, um, and just you know I'm sure he stays up all night trying to put his uh, connects together, and you know like just little things like that. I just I think he's a little bit of a nerd, and I'm not knocking him for it, um, but I just I don't think I never get the impression that he's the cool guy that people. You know what I want to see be. a picture of? What? I want to see a picture of a president, any president, on the floor with a bucket of Legos just dumped all over the floor. That would be so awesome. Putting something together. I would be okay with that. I'd be so okay with that. Here's the funny part. You know what I would put together? I think the problem with that is if they brought a bucket of Legos into the White House, they would never get Biden to go to work again. (laughs) Because he'd be on the ground just be like, hey, Barack, look at this. I just made an effing airplane. No, those are Duplos. (laughs) So he can't choke on them? Nose. Yeah. Come on, Joe. We have a press conference later. Hey, look at this. <laughs> I made a helicopter. Look, this is a big effing deal, Barack. That's great. My kids are here, Joe. You know, we're trying to have dinner. Okay, I'll be outside if you need me. <laughs> you know what? I would actually love to have Joe Biden as vice president. I'd be like, hey, Joe, you up for a game of dodgeball? Oh, yeah. No, he, he, any, any sort of like. You could challenge him to anything. You want to have a milk chugging contest? Sure, let's do it. You want to see who can jump the highest on a mountain bike? Sure, let's do it. He will back down, and it has nothing to do with him. Just that's the, that's what I get out of Joe Biden is no matter what, he has to be better than everyone else, or at least try to be. It's just he must have been in the ER as a kid with the stupidest injuries, just sticks sticking out of things, like an arrow sticking out of it. Like, you know he has just hurt himself in stupid ways. That's just the impression I get by Joe Biden. Just, (laughs) hey, you want to snort cinnamon? Sure. Like, just, (laughs) you can get him. You know what, Mr. President, if you're listening, and I know you do, if you're listening to the show tonight, start publicly betting Joe to do ridiculous just jack- dare him just yeah just dare, dare him. him just do ridiculous jackass like things like just the shopping cart down the hill you know, like because you know why because you're not going to be facing re-election and he's not going to get the nomination and you so might as well have fun with it might as well have fun with him because you know he'll bite like hey Joe take your teeth out yeah <laughs> do a whole press conference take your teeth out and smile. Just do the whole press conference, let your teeth fall out during it on purpose. Just see what happens. Why not? Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Mwah, mwah, mwah. You know, I just, that's my Biden impression, by the way. I don't even know where you get that from. <laughs> but I just. Joe, let, let me Sharpie and draw wrinkles <laughs> on your forehead because you have way too much Botox. Let, I mean, <laughs> hey, Joe, do the whole interview, suit on backwards. I dare you. <laughs> Damn right, I'll do it. I have no problem doing it. Ha ha. Joke's on you, Barack. I Take a belly again. shot off a tipper gore. Yeah. Ready to go. <laughs> uh, joke's on you, Barack. I won again. And he'll think he wins. That's the best part. If 
Obama gets when Obama gets out of the White House, if he releases a video like that <laughs> stupid Joe stunts, you know what I mean? You know how they had bum fights and all like jackass, and that was the big. If he does that like punked with Joe Biden, I would give him so much credit because that would be outstanding. You know, instead of writing like a presidential memoir, have like a Joe Biden video. Right? <laughs> that would sell. So I would buy that and watch that over and over again. <laughs> Joe, having Joe Biden as a vice president is better than having Dan Quayle as vice president. Oh, he's just and Dan Quayle made some gaffes. I mean, he was an intelligent guy, and Joe Biden is, I believe, an, an intelligent guy. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, comment in the chat room. Biden's mom, Joe. Just because the sackheads jumped off the bridge doesn't mean you have to as well. So <laughs> I said the man can absolutely. I bet you you could bet him into anything. That's just me. Hey Joe, I bet you won't call this show. <laughs> Three four seven two zero five nine three nine nine. Vice President Biden, we would love to have you on the air. Speaking of phone calls, yeah. we're going to take one right now. Nice segue. You like that? You like how we did that? Yeah, I painted it red. <laughs> Call you have a question. Hello, hey, you're on the air. Brian Trebig. Hey, how are you? Hey, it's Brian Trebig. I'm running for president for 2016. Perfect. Excellent. What's your platform? I just I want well first off let me, let me tell you I was gonna go in serious but you guys are rocking with this shit as far as Joe Biden you're absolutely right I mean he will agree with anything that goes through Congress hey we're gonna do this okay let's do it you know he's just like he just goes with anything and so that would be fucking perfect you know what have have you seen Secondhand Lions that movie where those two old guys oh, die yeah. like in a box trying to fly through a barn. That's Joe. Hey, Joe, I bet you can't fly through that barn. Okay, I can. It was great. Yes. Yes, I think it's wonderful. That's perfect. You can't tell me he doesn't drink. I don't care what anyone says. The man has to pound Coors Light nonstop. No, I think he just maybe drank so much when he was younger that he's still in his system. He's still wet. (laughs) So tell us about your run for presidency in 2016. Okay, for 2016, I, I, I got to tell you, you guys, I mean, you know shit's fucked up. It's all it's totally messed up. It's totally messed up. Um, we're $17 trillion in debt, uh, more than any president ever combined. And 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 he's throwing parties. Obama's throwing parties. And it, it, it's just going crazy, you guys. It's well, first of all, everyone in mainstream media, the $17 trillion debt is not his fault. Somebody else did that. Well, yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. I think George Washington did it. Yeah, so we have that. Oh yeah, George. He, yeah, George. Who yeah. never took a salary. George Washington never took a salary. Right. He he was listen. He was just some white uh, he had that, slave owner. He had that. He had that company credit card, and he loved to charge things up yeah, he, left and right. He just he started this whole mess because he was the first one. He set now, the standard. And now, as far as the parties, listen. As we talked about earlier. He is known as the rock star president, and you can't be a rock star without a few parties. Now, come on. You're hitting them in all the wrong places. You're not being fair. That's, you don't understand. You're trying to play the Yeah. Well, you're trying to use oh. facts as reason for why he's not doing a good job as president, and that's not. they don't like that in this country. They want you to just kind of swallow whatever they say and go with it. Yeah, so You're not supposed oh, to use laws. Yes. Yeah, that's facts. right. That's right. That's, you're gonna have that's hard my platform. Time. You guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my platform is to to bring it back to the basics and be simple and be simplistic. 
and logical. Well, see, so like, fuck, I am so out of luck. <laughs> Let me ask you this: Would you would you listen to a show if we did a a show from a progressive or Democrat standpoint where we were not allowed to use any facts during the show? Well, yeah, because I love entertainment. Okay, we may yeah. have to do what well, we may have to do a show where we are not allowed to use any facts and just throw something out and argue based on whatever comes to our mind. I love that. I love that. <laughs> That's fine. That's All fine. Right. I'll tell you what, the show prep for that would be so easy. It'd be so easy when I talk about I don't know whatever comes Oh, I was just gonna I was just saying well that might be the good show to practice our theory of uh, um seeing if we can actually consume beverages during the course of the show and see what it turns out to be at the end. Because if we're not gonna use facts and reasons, we, we might as well just think. Right. We might as well have Jack Daniels come in the studio for an interview. I'm just saying it's an idea. Right. <laughs> right. And then you can interview um Jack and I will interview uh, the captain. Yeah, hey, so you know what? The captain's always welcome in our office. What else? What else would you run for on, your, on the platform if you were nominated by the GOP tomorrow? Oh, damn it, you guys! Well, just listen to my YouTube speech. I have a speech okay. on YouTube. What? Well, where can people uh, find it? Cause we, we're, we're running out of time here. We're running to the end of the show. I, I know. I know it. you are. Just type in my name, Brian. B-R-I-A-N, Trey Big, T-R-E-Y-B-I-G. T-R-E-Y-B-I-G. Yeah, Trey Big, Brian Trey Big, YouTube residents. I think I've seen you. Well, I have a a blog talk radio show as well. Okay, Uh, good. I have seen you before. All right. Now I know know who you are, then. Welcome. You want to go ahead and uh, and, uh, talk about your show? No nah, man, it it it's a random show. I appreciate it. I've gotten more more views just doing the uh, President of the United States thing um, than I have in the comedy aspect in in a little while. But it's a random show. It's a random show. It's the only uh, PO TUS show on Blog Talk. As a matter of fact, okay. if you look up uh, President of the United States, it's the only show about the President of the United States on Blog Talk. It's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, but, um, I appreciate it. We're going to have everyone check it out on the YouTube. We'll, uh, I'll see if I can get Saka to put it on a link. And um, we wish you luck. Just so you know, my partner on air here, Clint, is running in 2015, so you may have a hard time because he may already sneak in there early. Um, that's going to be the campaign we're running in the next two years. We're going to try to get him in. Hey, thanks a lot, Ryan. Take care, man. Good luck with everything. How about you too? You guys as well. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Right, Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I. I love when we have calls like that. You know, I love when we just have fun on the show and we don't take everything so seriously. Not that we ever really take anything. No, but we have our serious moments. Um, Name seven. Oh, seven? No way. Okay, that's what I thought. You know, Rooster's all upset because... um, Why? Because we chastise him when he swears on the show. But it's okay if we drop it on the other side. But what I like to point out is he swore early on... Yes, he did. When he Ruined called the in, entire show. right? He broke the seal, so to speak. Yep, so as soon as the seal's broken once, yeah. And then, and then we even let Brian 
swear first several times before we unload. Absolutely. Prior to time, yeah, we didn't even unload that much. So we don't necessarily bring the show to the gutter. We have no problem stepping down into the gutter when the show's well, already there. Once the show's there, <laughs> we might as well just just wallow. <laughs> Speaking of show, thank you for roosting from conservativeoutcry.net for calling in. Thank you thank for, you for Brian, uh, Brian Trebig for calling in as well. Thank you for Brian Trebig. Check him out on YouTube. He's running for president 2016. We had our first presidential candidate on the show. <laughs> He's declared, right? Right. So it may be worth You never know. We could be... Holding this tape for millions right now. Just saying down the line. Because because I don't know if our listeners know this, we actually do still use tape. Yeah. Um, so that sound you hear, that reel to reel, is actually. Um, well, how else can I? Play and it? our notes are on microfiche, so. How else can I play it in my eight track on the way home if it's I, not on I tape? Don't, I don't know. So, <laughs> thank you. Reminder: Next Friday on the nineteenth is the road rally in Sacramento for a No Liberty No Peace ride and road alley. Check it out. Did I say Road Alley? You road did. Rally. Road rally and we have a show that night. We do have a show that night. Check out uh, Sons of Liberty Riders of California. It's a great organization that does wonderful things to help promote liberty in and around California. We will be here next Friday evening. And uh, I just want to say for our listeners in California, um, something to kind of a pick-me-up, uh, make you feel good. Um, the Liberal Democrats have a supermajority in the state legislature, both houses, as well as the Democratic Progressive Governor. So, yeah, hey! I'll leave you with that uh, happy thought for the weekend. Thanks yeah. for listening. Sack Great. I, I, I won't sleep now. Check us out, SackheadsRadio.com, on Facebook.com slash SackheadsRadio. Please like it. You can also check us out on Twitter, at SackHeads. We will see you next Friday night at the exact same time. For my partner, Sackhead Clint, this is Sackhead Sean saying to you, listen to this music. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.